every eye closed looking to the face of Jesus Christ Father our prayer today is that you will show your glory to us you will show your glory to us when your glory filled your house the Sol the house that Solomon built the temple that Solomon built father the priest could not stand inside because that was the weight of your glory when Isaiah saw saw your glory God he saw himself as an unclean person when Peter saw your glory he found himself to be an unclean person. This is our prayer today, Lord. That when you reveal your glory to us, we will look into ourselves through your glory and know that we are saved only because of your grace. Today, this is our prayer. And I pray, God, that you will help every individual here. I pray that you will walk with them, strengthen them. I pray for every member in our church today, Lord. I pray that you will walk with them. Reveal your glory in their personal life, in their families, in their offices, in their ministry, wherever they are. I pray, God, that you will reveal your glory in their lives. And also, God, we remember... That when your glory is revealed, lives are changed totally. There's a total transformation in the life of every individual when your glory is revealed. Lord, we pray today that your glory will be revealed in the life of every earthen vessels. Thank you, Lord. We surrender, we submit ourselves. Thank you for changing us, cleansing us. We submit ourselves, oh Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Y'all be seated. Be seated in God's house. Once again, I'd like to welcome everybody for our Sunday morning service. God is good. He's the unshakable wonderful, ever-constant, there's so many things that change in our world, people may change, their opinion may change, but it's a privilege that we have in our life that our God is constant in our life, in the midst of wavering tempests of life in the midst of struggling storms of life I have this privilege to represent an unshakable king of kings our savior he is constant he does not move and as long as we know that we can lower our anchor onto him the rock of salvation 
no matter how ugly the weather outside may look like. But if God is for us, no man can ever stand against. Hallelujah. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be a worshiper of this almighty God. And once again, I like to extend Zion Church's invitation and Zion Church's greetings to everybody, everybody who is here for our Sunday morning service. May the Lord continue to bless each one of us in our journey, wherever, whatever, however you are. May the Lord continue to bless each one of you. From the last, last week, we started a new series on the kingdom. I think it was in November when I was doing my personal meditation and I was studying from some of the scriptures, I got to um, see the importance of the kingdom. And while I was doing that, while I was doing my personal medica- meditation, um, you know, the Lord asked me to teach my, my people about the kingdom, to teach my church about the kingdom of God. You know, uh, God, and I gave you the introduction about the kingdom. I gave you the introduction about what God means uh, uh, by, you know, His kingdom. And last week when I was uh, preaching here, I, I preached about the invasion of the kingdom, the, the invasion of the kingdom. And we mentioned, we talked about, we learned about how different countries, different empires have invaded different, different territories and occupied them and allowed them and, ch- and changed them. And this morning, as we look into that portion, I want to mention that we will look into a portion where it's after your invasion, you have to intentionally influence your people. Are you with me? This morning, we want to look into the study of influence. We need to be a person of influence, and that's how Christ or God wants to expand His kingdom. Kingdom expands only with influence. Any kingdom that we see, if he, it has to expand, it expands only with influence. Are you with me, church? The kingdom of devil expands only with influence. A lot of stuff that we see today in our, in our advertisement world, a lot of things that we see today in our social media, in our TV channels, a lot of things that we think it is not appropriate to be placed in the TV channels is because the devil has his way of influencing a generation to take them away. Are you with me? He is, he is very strategic in his ways of influencing a group, influencing a generation to stay away from God and His principles. And it is the same way that God wants His kingdom also to influence, move forward, and expand beyond every possible horizons. Expansion is very necessary in God's kingdom. Are you with me, church? And this morning, I want us to look into the aspect of why God is intending our lives to be a life of influence. Are you with me? A life of influence, no matter where you are, how you are, but you got to make sure that you are a person of value in the sight of God, and He wants you and me to be a person of influence wherever God has placed us. Are you with me? A person of influence. His, I mean, influence is something that when we look into, you know, I was just doing some readings and while I was doing it, you know, the sociologists say that uh, an, an introvert person, a person who does not want to be in the public area, he, an introvert person, will influence at least 10,000 people in his lifetime. That's a huge number. 
an introvert person will influence at least 10,000 people in his lifetime. If that's the case, look into the life of all the extroverts. Look into the life of every other individual that we have in our church. Our goal in life is to influence people and to let them know about the kingdom. Amen? Let them know about the kingdom. Maybe not just words, but with your actions, Amen. with your behavior, Amen. with what you do. Influence is a good habit that we have to practice in our life in order to advance the kingdom of God in different directions, wherever you are. And I pray that as we continue to do this, this all, all of the, the, the kingdom messages that I'll be taking, it's all going to be a lot more missional. And I'm praying after this series, you know, we as a church will be a more mission-minded church where we will get involved in the lives of people intentionally and try to bring back those people from the, from the grip of the devil. Are you with me, church? So stay with me as we look into these portions here. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. It's an interesting scripture portion where we see Christ Jesus himself, he is, he is, he is influencing his people. And it's, 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 it says, it's, come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus is now intentionally influencing a group of people so that he can advance in his earthly ministry. Are you with me? Now, when John the Baptist came, and Bibles recall John the Baptist as a preparer, a, 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 a guide, a, a, a person who went ahead of Jesus to, to show the way or to break open some ways. And the messages of John the Baptist we see was the messages of kingdom. It is the message of repentance. Repent so that you will be part of the the kingdom, are you with me? Repent so that you will be part of the kingdom was the message of John the Baptist. And as he was mentioning, as he was preaching, his idea was to present the kingdom of God into the lives of people. Reveal it to them. And he was, in fact, a person of influence in his generation where Bible says millions of people left the cities and went to the wilderness. Are you all listening to me? They didn't go to the cities to listen to, to the most eloquent speaker, John the Baptist, but they left the cities to go into the wilderness. That's the influence of a person. It doesn't matter you are in a city or in your village, but if you are a person of influence, people will follow you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we planted our church in a village in Bangalore, India, nobody, everybody said, why pastor, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Nobody will come. Nobody will come. You know, people had to take at least three or four, four buses, you know, in order for them to come to our church and walk almost like two kilometers to come to our church because it was that far away in a, in a, in a place, in a wilderness. Nobody could come. But today when I look into what God has done and God is doing, I know that. It doesn't matter if you are in a village, you are in a wilderness, wherever you are. If you are a person of influence, people will gather. People will follow you. People will come behind you. Why? Because you stand in the authority of the influencer, Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 
kingdom expands with influence. Now, John the Baptist was in the wilderness, but everybody left the cities and now flocking behind John the Baptist. Why? Because he was a person of influence. Influence. I don't know what, there in your life's journey you are. If you are not influencing your roommate, if you are not influencing your classmate, if you are not influencing your colleague, if you are not influencing the person around you, my friend, there is something wrong within you. There is something wrong. When people see you, they should see, oh, the kingdom of God. You are an invitation for others to walk inside this kingdom and to find safety. Come on, somebody. You are an influencer. Today, every member here, I want you to have this memorized in your mind that you are an influencer. Every worship leaders here in our church, you are an influencer. Every leaders in our church, every working force in our church, you are an influencer wherever God has placed you. As we look forward, we see that one of the things we see in through Jesus was, now Jesus went, he was his disciples do their business. And his, as his disciples were doing his, their business, Jesus goes and calls them, come follow me. Just one word, come, follow me. There is something visible in the life of Jesus that the, the early disciples, Peter and John, and, and, and they left what they were doing. They left their occupation to walk behind Jesus Christ. Are you understanding what I mean to say here? Are you with me, church? There was something visible in the life of Jesus Christ that at the moment Jesus called, come, follow me, they looked at Jesus and they left everything and walked behind Jesus. There is something visible or there is something audible or there was something different in the presence of Jesus that the early disciples, no matter what they were doing and what they were engaged with, left everything. To follow Jesus Christ. Oh, when Jesus goes to look into Matthew, the tax collector, Matthew was doing his daily business, his daily accounting, but Jesus goes and stands next to here, Matthew, come follow me. And as soon as Matthew heard this word ring into his ears, he left his business and he followed Jesus. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? Try to understand. You are a person of influence. The moment Jesus said, come, follow me, there was something already different in the lifestyle of Jesus that made people to see, to look, and to follow Him intentionally. And that should be a different personality within yourself. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. You don't know the power that resides in you. And that's why most of the time we are hesitant in influencing people in our own generation. Oh, come on, somebody. Your vibe attracts your tribe. I don't know where you are in your life's journey. But let me repeat this. Your vibe attracts your tribe. What are the kind of group you're, you're attracted with, you are with? Or what are the kind of people you are bringing together? Jesus said, come, follow me. When he was building his own tribe, 
a group of influencers, 12 of them, Jesus was intentionally picking them and he just called them out and they followed him. Can we do that? As a kingdom to influence in this generation, right now, right here, we need to be people of influence. I'm not talking about influence with wealth. I'm not talking about influence. That's, that's the kind of influence we see in the worldly standards. Uh, influence with wealth. Influence with, 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 with the kind of connections we have in different personalities. All that is good. But number one, as a kingdom person, your influence comes within yourself. Understanding who is the influencer of your life. If only you can understand that, then you can lead others. Are you with me? Only if you can understand that, then you can lead others intentionally because now you know the value you have and you are in Christ Jesus. As we look forward, we see birds of the same feather flock together. Praise the Lord. Your influence should attract people around you. When you fly, everybody should know that is a group from Zion. When you fly, when you come together, people should understand this is a group that believes in me, that believes in Christ Jesus. Your wife attracts your tribe. Birds of the same feather flock together. Whom are you flying with today? Whom are you flying with today? One. Whom are you trying to fly with you? Whom are you taking with yourself today? And this is very important as, 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 as we look into the study of this aspect. In order for us to advance in the kingdom, we have to sometimes understand the principles of the kingdom. And value it, nurture it, cultivate it within ourselves so that we can advance intentionally. And I'm praying, I'm praying this year will be a year for our church to influence some new territories, Amen. new families, new members, new people groups that we will influence intentionally because God wants us to be an influencer in His kingdom. If you are a kingdom person, you will understand it kingdom, you will relate it with the kingdom principle, an influencer in God's kingdom. As we look forward, we have to see your influence is never self-elevating, but lifting others. Your influence is never self-elevating. Sometimes we want to show our influence to elevate ourselves, but your influence is never self-elevating, but to lift others. And that's what Jesus did. And that's what the disciples did. And that's what every member who understands the kingdom principle does. That you are not elevating yourself with your influence, but lifting somebody up to be in the standards of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Your influence is to lift somebody from the dirtiest area that they are settled down. Lift them up and put them on the rock of salvation for them to stay forever and to find hope in this kingdom. Sotro, Sotro, 
And as we look forward, another scripture that comes to our mind, and I'm going to go a little fast from here onward so that I just went slowly in the first beginning of this message so that everybody can follow and understand. But Judges chapter 5 verse 7 is very interesting. When I was reading this, this portion, we have read and we have preached about Deborah a lot of times. And Judges chapter 5 verse 7 is an interesting portion where we see the villagers ceased in Israel. They ceased to be until I arose. I, Deborah, arose to as a mother in Israel. The villages in Israel ceased. Now there's a time in the life of Israel that they were undergoing a lot of threats and persecution from many others in the world. They were going through a lot of supplication from many other kingdoms around them. They were all trying to put them down, oppress them, and, and destroy them. And one of the kingdoms was Canaan, and the king Jabin was against Israelites in this period of time. But when we look in this portion, we see in, 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 in Judges chapter 5, verse 7, this is a song sung by Deborah herself. It says, the villagers ceased in Israel. They ceased to be until I arose. I want you to understand and mark the word there, I arose. It is a self-realization of Deborah that if I keep quiet in this time, my city, my village will be destroyed by the enemies. Are you with me, church? Deborah understood the point and the reason for her existence that day. She understood the purpose of her life that day. And she said, if I keep quiet, these enemies will come over. These enemies will come and trample my people. These enemies will come and take over my villages. These enemies will continue to suppress my nation. But I will not allow them to do it anymore. I am going to step into the realization that I am an influence in Christ. I am an influencer through God who has called me and I arose. I stood up. Before Deborah, there was no other lady judges mentioned. She is the only lady judge in the story of Israelites we see. And as we look into this portion, we have to understand, she did not think and sit in a corner saying that, I am a lady. Who will, who will hear from me? No, 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 no. She did not say all that excuses. And all those excuses were set aside. She said, I arose to take charge of the kingdom. Are you with me? You got to understand, it is you whom God wants to use. It's good that sometimes y'all pray for the pastor and family, wonderful. But let me remind you, you are anointed to be an influencer. Oh, come on. You didn't hear me? You, you, you are anointed to be an influencer. Now, Deborah, she arose and she stood in the gap. You know the, 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 the impact of her influence we see as we read through that portion. I want you to mark it down or write it down as you go home and you can read chapter 5. But before that, you know, we see the entire story beginning in Judges chapter 4 verses 1 to 3. And we say the Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord. That's how human nature is. People always does evil and God's way of bringing them back is by allowing a Oppression over their life. And now we see Israelites once again did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They cried 
to the Lord for help. Oh, come on, somebody. Whenever we cry out to the Lord, He comes down to rescue us. And that's the beauty of worshiping this Savior, this kingdom. And in this kingdom, our King never keeps a deaf ear. He hears us when we cry out. Oh, come on, somebody. He hears us when our heart is broken. He hears us when we, we, are, we are put down in pain, when everything is crushing us down, and when those tears come out, and when we cry out to the Lord for help, He hears us. In this kingdom, our King listens to us. They cried out to the Lord for help. Deborah says in Judges 5 verse 7, religious life in Israel ceased. Ceased until I, Deborah, arose. Arose a mother in Israel. When we look into Judges chapter 4 verse 8, we see here a conversation between her and one of the commanders of Israelite army. The conversation is, she's asking Barak, the commander, to go and in fight with, with Jabin and, and the people and the, and the army of, of Canaan. But at the same time, here's one thing that, that stopped me. Here's one thing that made me ponder. Now, the, 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 the commander himself, Barak himself, is asking, as he is requesting Deborah to do something. And I was just looking into the story and I'm like, is Deborah a warrior? Has she been trained in war? What is her duty? What, should, what does she do? No. She just arose to be a mother. To protect, to guide, to nurture in the wisdom of God Almighty. But here in the scripture we see that, that Barak is now asking Deborah for a help to intervene in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the army battle that is happening. Oh, come on, somebody. You know, the words that I want you to understand there is now Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go. You see the power of influence by one lady? Oh, come on, somebody. Ladies here... You have a greater responsibility in a kingdom. You are a person of influence in your family. Yes, I know the husbands are too, but you have a greater responsibility when ladies arises for their family, for their villages, for their towns, for their city, and for the expansion of God's kingdom. In the scriptures, we see so many ladies who, who took charge of the situation and they made sure there was a deliverance. If you, in this point and juncture of your life, can arise to say, God, enough is enough of what my city is going through. But now we as a church, we as a family, we as individuals arise together for what is happening and we will not let it happen again. Barak looked into her and said, you know, I will go into war only if you go with me. Only if you come with me, I will go. Come on, this lady has no idea about how to hold a weapon. But I know one thing, that Barak understood that she was a person of influence. And if he has her with him, he will win the battle. We see the story there. Like all the other stories, Israel had a good battle and they won the battle. 
Bible also mentions that for the next 40 years under the rule of Deborah, Israel had total peace. Are you with me, church? The power of influence in a lady. She could have sat behind and said that I'm a lady. Nobody will hear me. Nobody will value me. But she took charge of the situation. I don't know where you are in life's journey, but if that is you, take charge, take authority. You are a kingdom influencer. I repeat, you are a kingdom influencer. As we look forward, we have to understand that God has anointed people in every generation to impact and to influence that particular generation. In every generation, God has anointed and appointed people to influence that particular generation. Now, I don't know what generation you are part of. But among your friends, among your people, among your family, God has anointed. Already the anointing is upon you. And He is appointed, so He has already placed you in that location so that you will be a person of influence. Are you using your calling? It's my question. Advancing the kingdom with kingdom's influence. Oh, come on, somebody. In the New Testament, when Jesus left the earthly place and He was lifted up, He looked into His disciples and He said, wait for the influencer to come on you. And under the influence, oh, this is what I want to remind the church. You cannot lead until you are led. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? You cannot lead until you are led. You as an individual or me as an individual, I must be led to lead others. We must be led. And who is leading us is the next question. That always there is some force that is leading every individual on the face of the earth. On face of the earth, there is somebody that is influencing you. The question is, who is leading you? Just answer to yourself, who is leading me? Who is leading my motives? Who is, who is leading my actions? Who is leading my conversation? Who is, who is leading me? Your wife? attracts your tribe. Who is leading you? Now I'm praying that this year we will find ourselves being led by Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus did in the New Testament. You know, when Jesus said, I am going and the, the, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will come down, and it simply means that He will now influence you. He will now lead you. You will be led by Him. Who? Holy Spirit will now lead you. You know what the transformation takes place? Peter, who struggled in his fisherman business, when he was turned into a person of, you know, when God transformed his life as a person of influence to, 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 to capture men, you know what happened? One message, how many people got to save? How many people came, back, came to Christ? A person of influence. He was struggling in his daily business. But when he came under the influence of Holy Spirit, one message, 3,000 people. Are you following what I'm trying to say? Under the leading of Holy Spirit, one message, 
3,000 people came to the Lord that Sunday. Oh, come on, somebody. I don't know if you're following this. When you are being led by Holy Spirit, you will walk into areas where God wants to establish and expand His kingdom. You will be positioned by God in those areas intentionally. Uh, come on, are we, are we placed in these areas for just making money and accumulating a lot of wealth? I don't think so. I think the idea of God to inhabit this place with human being and human race is to replicate heaven on earth and you are part of His kingdom so that you can influence this generation. Deborah rose to say, I now will not keep quiet any longer. In my generation, I will arise. In my generation, I will arise. And if you know the value of yourself in Christ Jesus, no matter what devil, how strong he may look like, but everything will collapse in the name of Jesus when you walk under the leading of Holy Spirit. Today you have to know, are you led by Holy Spirit? My question is, are you led by Holy Spirit? Are you led by Holy Spirit? If we are, we will see a difference in our ministry. In your conversations, there will be a ministry. In your gestures, there's a ministry. In your actions, there's a ministry. And God wants to do that through you, my friend, through you. Where has He placed you? Where, just, just look into your own surrounding and realize, where has God placed you? Where has God placed you? Where are you struggling today? can look and say, God, influence has to do so much with words, with the presence, with touch, with voice. When we look into the Old Testament, we come into a scripture portion where Jezebel influenced Elijah with just her words. Here is a man who brought fire from heaven. He's a man who brought rain and he stopped the skies from rain. But one word of Jezebel, where is this guy now? He's hiding. He's running away. He says, God, enough is enough. I want to die. I can't do this anymore. Why? Influence of one lady. Come on, somebody. A guy who brought heaven down, a guy who brought fire down, but one word Jezebel quenched his spirit. Words are effective. Are you using it rightfully is my question. In kingdom, and as kingdom is establishing, and as kingdom is advancing, are you using the right words to influence? Mothers here, sisters, brothers, fathers, church as a family, God wants us to be people of influence. Where you have been placed, He's placed you so that you can influence. Start it right tomorrow. When you walk into your office, there should be something different about you that people will see, notice, and ask you, why are you like this? Then you can tell your story to them. Be a kingdom influencer. This year, we need to grow. Growth doesn't happen if we don't influence. It can happen only if we can influence. 
Some of our mothers here, you might be thinking, I'm just a housewife, just, just making curry. Just, that, that's just my job. Just taking care of my families, that's just my job. Some of our old amachis, that's just my... But still, find ways, find areas where you can be a person of influence. Some of you all here might say that, I, I, I don't have a good job, I don't have good salary, I don't have a good income, I don't, I, I don't look, I, I can't talk to people enough. God does not place you in a place without an intention. When you know your intention in that area, that's when your greatest miracle is. Deborah was in the villages. She didn't know anything about what's going on, but when she understood, I will not let Canaan oppress my people any longer, she got up. She took charge. I'm praying this year that some of our families here will arise in prayer. Prayer can influence territories that you can't even see. I'm praying this year we will arise in our love within each other. Love can influence a lot more families. Father, we pray. Can we all actually stand up? An intentional influencer in the kingdom of God. Kingdom expands only through influence. This year, this season, as we begin, as we are in, in, in January, the very beginning of our, of our new year, we pray, God, that this year, our church, families, and every individual, the young, old, and everybody, oh God, we pray, we will be a people, a person of influence. Our worship team will be a team of influence. Our leadership will be a team of influence. Our families will influence the Lord. Father, influencing to break down the walls of the devil and to liberate your people, your children, O oh Lord. To break down the oppression of Canaan in the name of Jesus and to set the lives free. Set the lives free, O oh Lord. Matthew chapter 5, 13 to 16, Jesus calls. His people as the salt and the light of the world to be influencers in your generation. If the salt loses its saltiness, it is just put down in the ground for people to just trash on it. But today I pray that we will know our value. We will know our power. That we will not forget that we are created in a way that wherever we put it, we will influence as the salt influences its surrounding, we will influence. As the light influences its surrounding, we will influence in the name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 3 says, Nations will come to your light. When light starts influencing its territory, nations will come to you. And this morning I want to prophesy into the life of our church by saying that nations will come here when we start propagating the light of Jesus Christ. We are an influencer in Christ. We are an influencer in Christ. When we start propagating our light, nations will come to us. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 3 Arise Let your light shine Arise 
may you influence this territory. Arise, church. Influence this generation. Bring them back to the saving grace of Jesus and let His kingdom expand. For that is the will of God in and through our lives. In and through our lives. In and through our lives.